0: Hello, and welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast, episode 59. Welcome to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. I am your host, Diogène Tirandekoura. On this show, you will discover the realities, the successes, and the struggles of business management and information technology consultants in the fast-moving, B2B world. So stay tuned if you want to know more about what it takes to have a consulting lifestyle. In this episode, I'm going to talk about ego, and I will detail seven ways in which your ego can hurt consulting projects. And to detail those seven ways, I'm going to take the viewpoint of a project leader. And uh, by project leader, I don't necessarily limit myself to uh, the project manager per se, it can also be someone that has team lead responsibilities or anyone that has some management responsibilities because those behaviors do impact the project as soon as you have a certain level of team or leadership responsibilities. Let's get started and uh, let's give you the seven ways. The first one is you are a person that gives orders and don't listen, meaning, You tell your team that you want them to realize a deliverable, you want them to execute the task, but you don't really check whether or not they have understood what you have asked. You don't really detail how the result has to look like. You don't provide any example of what the result has to look like and you leave your team with an understanding and an assumption of what you want to have. And when they want to ask you some precisions or when they ask you for an example, you default to not listening. And that is detrimental for the project because what it does result is that anyone that is doing the task, if you ask, for example, to write a functional specification, meaning uh, it's a document by which the functional consultant detail to a developer or a team of developers what do they want a program to execute. I'm going to make a specific episode, uh, I think, about functional specifications. If you ask that, but you don't necessarily detail, you don't really show an example, you don't really um, detail what you want, you will have different versions of the specification according to the understanding of any person that is executing the task. So that's the first way in which your ego can hurt consulting project because it's usually your ego that is telling you, oh, they have to understand. I don't need to detail myself. I am clear enough. If you don't understand what I say, it's because you are uh, not smart enough to understand me right away. The second one is you don't provide timely and honest feedback. I relate this to ego because some leaders and managers I have seen them, again, in the same way they think that they don't need to provide precise instructions, they don't think they need to provide precise feedback because they think that they are clear throughout the project, they are clear throughout the year, so they don't need to tell their team members what they think about their work or their behavior or their attitude or provide them advice on areas of, uh, of improvement for them. They think that they don't need to do that because somehow, either they may think that they will anyway not improve. Or they may think that they are clear enough throughout the year, so it doesn't require to provide some kind of, it doesn't have to be completely formal, but at least some kind of feedback, and a feedback that is deep enough and that is honest enough as well. The third way in which your ego can hurt consulting project is you publicly blame and privately praise. So what do I mean by that? And I have seen it a lot of time, and it can be also cultural, but publicly blame someone for when something goes wrong. That's something that is very bad. It mostly happens when you're in a heated part of the project. Maybe you are reaching the end of the project and uh, there are issues that are coming up. And when there are issues that are coming up, that's when actually leaders are a bit tested. That's where you, you start to discover why they are project leaders. Usually people admire leaders that manage to stay quiet or at least stay the, at the same level of intensity, even though the workload has increased or the deadlines have reduced. And sometimes what I've seen is that in case of problems, you will see a team lead, a project manager, a project lead, blaming publicly, meaning it can be during a a conference call, it can be in an email with a lot of people in CC. They will publicly blame someone for specific issues. And when they have something positive to tell the person, they do it in a way more private way. Either they will do it one-to-one or they will do it uh, when, there is a, when there is a smaller audience and they will do it pretty quickly. I have seen that a lot. And uh, you can also let me know if you have seen that as well in your work. So having a project lead that publicly blame and privately praise. The fourth one is that you put too many I on your team achievements. So when I say I, I mean, I really mean the letter I. And uh, what I mean is that you talk about the first person. So you talk about yourself. So when there are team achievements, of course, the project leader or the team leader is the ultimate responsible of the success of the project. If he or she is the ultimate responsible of the success of the project, they are also the ultimate responsible for the failure of the project. Even though we all know that the reality is always gray, but they definitely have more influence. That's for sure. So uh, the reality is always in between. So there is a combination of uh, leadership and team members to get to a project success. However, when there are team achievements, I have seen leaders saying, "I, I, 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 I am the one who never fail on a project. I am the one who always put a project on cost. I am the one who always deliver project on budget, etc." Okay, but at the expense of what else? Or does it really mean that you're great? I think yes, it will. Uh, if you deliver a project timely and on budget, I think that is great for any client when you look at the numbers, but what would be the result in the, depending on uh, how the project went, what type of strategy, what type of leadership did you provide to get there? If you only get to the I, 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 when you talk about team achievements, people will somehow resent you, but they will also not feel connected to the team. A fifth one is the fact that the project leader doesn't protect the scope of the project. What do I mean by that? In project management, we talk about the baseline of a project and the baseline of a project is a combination of three things. is the schedule, the schedule, the cost, and the, the scope. So how much time the project will take, will you respect the deadline, the cost, how much will it cost, and the scope is what has to be delivered, what is the specific things that have to be delivered, and uh, talking about consulting projects or IT implementations, which is mostly my experience, is which business processes or which departments or which countries are part of our project and I have seen as well a problem with the ego of the person when they do't protect the scope, so they will usually not protect the scope because they want to keep a good relationship with the client, but that then puts a lot of pressure into the team members because they have to deliver more of what uh, was uh, initially planned, but they have to do it within the same timeline and on the same budget. So of course, that will generate a lot of overtime, a lot of stress, maybe some anxiety as well. And that is not good. You as a project leader, keep a good face in front of the client because you don't want to tell the bad news to the client, but you just transfer downward a negative pressure onto your team so that you keep a great relationship with the client because you tell them, yeah, you see, I will, I will deliver it on cost and on budget, but you put all the pressure on the team members to deliver more than what was initially planned and that protect your ego, but you don't protect the scope. And that is really related to the sixth way in which your ego can hurt consulting project is that you don't protect your team. If we keep going with what I was saying about the fact that a project manager or project leader is not protecting the scope of work, is that you have your team all of a sudden that starts to be so-called late, but they they are late because there are things that were not planned and that have been all of a sudden included into the work that they have to do. They are late or they are tired or there is perceived reduction of, uh, of performance and you don't protect them. You just let them be criticized by the client or you are a bit uh, like the third way, uh, as I said, you publicly blame them. And that does not go down very well as well in terms of retention of your team members. But again, it protects your ego to blame your team by not protecting them. But it does hurt the project on the long term. Seven, that's not a way in which your ego can hurt consulting project. It's more like a consequence. And one of the consequences I just touched upon that is that the turnover of your team is way too high. By turnover, I mean that you start with a team of 10 people and six months later, there are three out of those 10 people that have left the team. Then 12 months later, there are three other people that have left the team and you need to replace them. So the turnover is um, way too high. And usually a team in which turnover is is really high is not a good sign. But because of your ego as a project lead, you think that the problem is always others it's not you it's the others they can't really deliver everything uh, uh, on time they don't accept pressure they don't work hard enough etc you you tell yourself that but actually it's your ego that is hurting the project because whenever someone leaves you need someone new to enter and that new person has to learn the history of the project the business processes of the client and also the solution that you try to implement so um in a nutshell this is really what i think about how your ego can hurt consulting projects. I have seen that into more than one project, and I have seen that both in Canada, now that I am uh, here in Canada, but also when I was working uh, in Europe. And I have seen that from men, from women, from uh, younger people or older people. It, ego does not discriminate. Ego is something that we all have it. I have it as well. I could be guilty in the future of, uh, for those seven ways. I would include myself into the criticism. So it's really something that you need to pay attention, whether you're a project leader or you're a project team member, and you notice your leadership acting in a way that really doesn't help the project, but it actually help themselves. So I'm just going to reiterate those seven ways, and then I will let you go on with your day. (laughs) The first one is uh, you give orders and you don't listen. So the project leader does give orders and doesn't listen, doesn't provide specific instructions. The second one is you don't provide timely and honest feedback to your team members. The third one is you publicly blame and you privately praise, which looks a little bit like a hypocrisy. But the reason why you publicly blame is that it also beats you up as a so-called tough leader. The fourth one is when talking about team achievements, you put too many I, too much of the letter I. I have done this. I created this. I managed to, etc. But it's on team achievements. It's about team achievements that you talk. You don't protect the scope. That's the fifth one. It's good to protect the cost and the budget, but you don't protect the scope. What does that mean? It means that people in your team have to deliver more within the same deadline. And on the same budget, you don't protect your team. If the client is criticizing your team members, it doesn't mean that the criticism is unwarranted. But by default, you don't protect your team. You don't try to take in all the information. You just listen to one side and kind of attack your team members. Again, maybe it builds you up as a tough leader in front of the client. But what does that do for the consulting project? Is it really a nice project to work in? I'm not sure and last but not least and that's the consequence of those six ways is that the team turnover can be way too high in some uh, in some instances you see people uh, leaving right left and center in less than uh, less than 3 months working with you so that will be a problem because anyone that has to be replaced has to get familiar again with the client with the documentation if there is enough documentation and uh, get familiar with the history of the project itself so These were the seven ways in which your ego can hurt consulting project. And if it is the first time that you listen to the podcast, the name of the podcast, you must have seen it, but it's Consulting Lifestyle. And there are a lot of interviews that I do with B2B consultants that have an unconventional story, an unconventional business model. And I have had guests from the US, from Canada, from Dubai, from the UK, from Belgium, from West Africa, from Benin. And I'm trying to have guests from uh, from all over the world. I also had two persons from Australia, but I really want to open up your mind to the world of consulting. There is not one way of doing consulting. There are several ways of doing it. And if you want to get in touch with me, because I am myself a consultant, I'm a digital transformation consultant. I help businesses to select and to implement. ERP, so uh, enterprise resource planning software, business management software and customer relationship management software with my uh, company ERP happy. So if you want to uh, get in touch with me, you can go to a uh, consulting lifestyle in one word dot FM. And there is a form via which you can get in touch with me or you can get in touch with me on LinkedIn. So it's uh, diogen and Thiran de decura. I'm pretty sure it's not easy to have the proper spelling. So uh, D-I-O-G-E-N-E-N-T-I-R-A-N-D-E-K-U-R-A. I -I I was pretty quick into saying that, but I'm gonna let you go and hope to see you next week because there is one episode that is dropped every week on Mondays. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Consulting Lifestyle Podcast. Leave a review on iTunes if you have enjoyed the episode and subscribe to the podcast so that you get notified to hear other episodes with your host, Diogenes Tirandecourt.